Hey guys, welcome to the training sessions for the Life Group Fall Launch plan that we have in place. Of course, I'm Pastor Pierre, and I just wanted to recap what our first training session was like for those of you who were not able to make it, and also for those of you that did come and wanted to sort of get the reminders of the highlights of our meeting. So obviously we went a little long, an hour and something, and so we're trying to kind of do a condensed version of that today. So again, we wanted to basically use the first session to go over the overview of the heart of life groups at Northville Christian. We recorded the session and I wanted to at least verbatim play back for you what Pastor Ben mentioned at the beginning about sort of his heart and, and what God has shown him about ministry at Northville and how he wants to do things and sort of the Lord kind of gave him a, a visual picture, if you will, of, of the ministry and the nets. And so I want to go ahead and play that for you. And then I'll come back and continue to recap the rest of the message. A few years back, there was a time where I felt like I had, I guess, a vision, if you will, from God, a picture in my mind of a net, like a fisherman's net. And in this net is a bunch of big holes. And I felt like God's challenge for me uh, this is when we were at the harbor, and I was going into my first year of uh, being a campus pastor. The challenge for me at that time was, I felt like God was saying, you're kind of throwing out your net, but then there's some big spots that we're just missing, right? So, you're supposed to be fishers of men, you throw it overboard, and a lot of the fish are escaping through the holes. And a lot of that falls on me and kind of what we have set up. So, I want to make uh, this as easy as possible for people that just get saved, right? When you think about, you know, we, we get to ask ourselves the tough questions, the hard questions that some of the people might not think about. If someone walks into our church and gets saved, what we say and what we do isn't really what we would like. It doesn't give them the best chance, right? A lot of times you're kind of like, oh, you got saved? That's amazing. Good luck. And you walk away, and you're going, I hope they find their people. I hope they, right? And there might be a little bit more that we do where you're like, hey, connect with these guys. They're around the same age you are. All right, see you later, you know. And we really don't do the best that we possibly can to help someone make that their own, you know. And imagine walking into a church, and you're going, I know nothing. Especially if it's, I don't want to say radical salvation because they're all the same, but, you know, where someone's living a life that's completely, you know what I'm saying? You, you get what I'm saying. Um... And, and really, there's a lot of times that doesn't stick. I don't know if it's the right way to word it. But because of what we don't do, because of these holes in our nets, people kind of slip through. And so I felt like in that moment, <clears throat> going back to when God gave me this picture, I went, it is my job to start filling in those holes. You know, what are some ways when someone gets saved, how are we taking them from the, the point of salvation to disciple to now serving, right, and being a part of the family and not just this whole good luck thing. And uh, I was very passionate then and I'm still passionate now about life groups. So that's just, again, a real quick recap of what Pastor Ben shared about his heart for life groups and getting rid of the holes in the net so that people can stay connected and get connected and stay connected. Okay, so now my part was about sort of the overview of what life groups means. And so therefore, let me get started on that. Real quick recap, life group home gatherings are made up of 
10 to 16 people who's gonna, who are gonna meet weekly to share, study, and support one another. And you are the trained leader and the host and or the host to lead each of these groups. Okay, and the groups are gonna meet for three eight-week sessions throughout the year, and that's September through like end of November, early December, and then January, February, March, and then the last group goes from wherever it starts in March through June. And then we take a break during the summer months. So that is the cycle of the life groups that we wanna have are in these eight week sessions, then we're gonna have some breaks, right? So maybe a month off during December, then we pick it up in January, and then in the spring we'll pick it up again and have a break in the summer. Now the majority of life groups can meet at different uh, nights of the week or the weekend, and that is up to you as a leader to either if you're working with a team or just hosting or leading yourself, to decide your the night, the time frames, and all that stuff. And we do recommend an hour and a half to two hours for your meeting. Most groups, if you're doing it during the week, are gonna meet like say maybe from seven to 9 p.m., right? Or if you're gonna do something on the weekends, maybe there's a little bit of a different time. And, uh, and so just make sure that you are figuring out that for yourselves, for your group. Now, the other huge part about life groups that we wanna do here and lead from the beginning is that we're gonna do it based on the previous weekend's message, right? It's a sermon-based life group, okay? And what we mean by that is it's it's the mindset of having, like in college, a lecture lab model, okay? So Pastor Ben, or if we have a guest speaker or a different speaker, shares that message on a Sunday, we gather a bunch of questions or ideas, launching points for you to take that discussion and turn that into like a lab, right, of discussing the topics together, sharing your story, sharing what you got out of it, encouraging asking people questions about how they can apply those things in their lives, what are some examples, or what have you gone through in that particular area. So, And so that is what the emphasis of life groups particularly is going to be for us at Northville is to have, you know, eight week sessions and then to make sure that we have a lecture lab model again. And there's so many reasons we talked about them a lot last night, but we wanted to cut to the chase now and just say there's just a lot of really good reasoning that we have for inviting people to come to a small group and then just going deeper into the topic that was just shared on Sunday. So the next thing I want to talk about is the training sessions, right? Training session one was last night, August 20th. And then the next session will be this Sunday, five to seven at my house, Maldonado's house um, as well. And then launch Sunday is the big date. That is September 17th, Sunday, September 17th. That is a day that we want every life group to have a small table that we're gonna set up for you in that white foyer area around there. And we want you guys to you know decorate it, prepare it, and then be able to hopefully be available after service to stand there to just welcome people, invite them to your small group if you have openings at the time, or just to, again, be there to be a presence and say, this is this is who we are, we're doing our small group. And you're gonna be able to have sign, signups for people there. And again, we talked about this last night at length that it doesn't just start there. If there's people that you have in your heart that you wanna invite to your small group, go for it. We wanna see if we can fill up our groups pre-Sunday the 17th. If that's not there, that's fine. There's going to be people that are going to be hearing this for the first time on Sunday, and we're encouraging them to come check you guys out. So you're going to definitely fill up your groups on launch Sunday, but we don't want to wait for that. 
okay, we want to make sure we get ahead of it, start trying to invite, encourage, because you're going to get more people to sign up probably that know you and like you and are friends or just, you know, that might be interested or, you know, that doesn't have, they need to connect and they're going to take that personal invite probably stronger than just, hey, go out and find because most people might be a little intimidated by that and might just walk out the door on Sunday morning and not ever sign up. And so we want to encourage signups. So get ahead of it. Go ahead and start inviting people now. Once we start these after this week and then go ahead and start and then we're going to get that rolling and then we'll trust on that Sunday kind of fair Sunday of September 17th after Ben preaches, the rest of them are going to be motivated to come and sign up. Okay. So, and then the life groups are going to run from September 17th through November 11th. So eight weeks. So again, be thinking about that's the commitment you're making to just for this time frame. And again, if you're co-leading and you have like a week, obviously if you have a week that you can't be there or do it, then we're just going to work with you. Hopefully, again, if you have someone that you can have as part of a co-leader with you um, that either you have now or you develop through the um, start of small groups, identify those a couple maybe that that might be able to help you out in a week that you can't make it or, or whatever, then start planning on that. But the commitment is from September 17th through November 11th. Okay, now resources. We're going to do our best to provide you resources. Obviously, the one resource is really key is Pastor Ben's message um, or the message that is spoken on a particular Sunday. And so you'll get that. Hopefully you can be there. If you miss it, you know, try to grab the live stream recording that we always have so that you can capture the main topic and just kind of absorb it yourself a little bit. Then we're also going to provide group discussion questions. That's the next important part. We're going to do our best to get those out timely and quickly before, you know, really the message is shared or no later than that, like early afternoon in case we have like a guest speaker and we don't quite get a chance to get all that pre-prepared. But regardless, we're going to get to those two before your class and make sure you have those group discussion questions for your small group that week. And then we're going to have the weekly podcast. This is sort of what I'm doing right now, trying to give you some insight or things that we've talked about as a staff or that Pastor Ben wants to share so that you can be prepared for that week's small group class. Okay, so then we're going to also provide you with a little bit of material, you know, like a leadership guide for your first night. Just again, at the beginning of the quarter or semester, you'll have a little bit of a recap. Hey, you know, especially the very first night, because we talked about this at length last night about wanting to get people to kind of feel like there's a bit of a commitment. They're not just showing up and then, you know, they can do whatever they please. We're asking them, hey, commit to our small group, our life group for eight weeks, you know, and then you're saying, look, we're, we're committed to you because we want to make relationship and have relationship happen with you guys and grow with you guys. So would you commit to our life group so that we can be together? Okay. And so that's the idea. We're also going to try to be, make sure we're checking in with you, just kind of one-on-one, just seeing how things are going, following up on, on things that come up. Obviously, if something comes up in your group, that's a concern or that's an area that you want to kind of bring highlight to us, then that's a perfect opportunity for that. You can reach out to us. We also want to reach out to you and just kind of make sure that we're not just like sending you off to go do this without any support from the staff. So that is what other resource we'll provide. And then again, the training that we're doing now in person and in the future, when things come up, we wanna provide a little bit of training for you guys and that's how that's gonna work, okay? So those are the resources we provide. Now, we did talk a little bit quickly at length about what to do when you start leading groups 
about different things that happen. Like, so what to do when someone is really gossiping, right, in the conversation a lot or hijacking the conversation for whatever reason. They're dominating the entire conversation or they're someone there that that's prone to change the topic, right? Because it's just whatever's on their mind. Somebody that might be really needy or high maintenance, right, to kind of kind of deal with conflict somebody that just kind of stirs up conflict there or just something that happens between someone some people in your groups or you and someone what do you do when someone has you know like an agenda right like a political bent that they just can't seem to stop wanting to push or talk about or strong opinions that they might have or you know they kind of when the group falls into this kind of we versus them mentality when you're talking about whatever topic we're talking about let's as leaders think about really quick as you get into this, not to intimidate anyone, but to get people thinking about how do I respond? How do I guide the group? And and the, the thing we talked about last night was you're trying to win everybody in that group with all the different opinions they have. You're trying to win them over to the real reason for this small group, right? Which is to go deeper, have fellowship with one another, be united as a church group, as a small group. And so that's the framework that you as a leader are trying to do is you're trying to steer lovingly conversation back to the main point, right? Whether it's the message or just positive fellowship conversation, us getting to know each other, us getting to affirm each other in God's love, right? Doesn't mean we shy away from things and don't have conversation about controversial issues. But again, if you start to see someone that's really just gossiping, hijacking the conversation, changing a topic to just something really out there, right? Or or staying at length at those things, someone that's being high maintenance or causing conflict or talking about politics and things that are just all the time, those things that don't get us anywhere. We're trying to make a progress in growing in the topics we're talking about as a church and as as a small group. So those are the things you want to steer people lovingly back to. And some of the thoughts that were shared were really great last night about how sometimes it's better to pull that person off if you're noticing a pattern and then just kind of gently talking to them about it without, again, becoming an embarrassing thing. If you can avoid any kind of embarrassments, you know, that's the best, right? Because then you won't lose that person. Even if that person starts to kind of grate on the group or grate on you, we want to make sure that we're loving and bringing them back. So a lot of times it serves better to pull them aside if they're kind of like a repeat person that we're struggling with and just try to talk to them outside of that and say, hey, I know that you care about that stuff or you're passionate about this or this is kind of your tendency. You know, we're really trying to make sure everyone feels involved, not offended or not, you know, not feeling like they're on the defensive side. So, you know, you're going to find a way, your own language, just to be genuine, that you are caring about that person as well, but also being firm in the sense that, hey, this isn't helping the group. We're trying to, this is not the goal of the group. We're trying to get this back to being specific about growing in Jesus, growing closer to each other, despite our differences. And so there's going to be those moments. One of the things that I had learned and shared last night was sometimes it's important to say, hey, can you help me with something? And you're going to kind of endear that person a little bit to get them to say, okay, yeah, sure. I want to help you. And then you say, well, you know that this area that you're kind of really big on or this pattern that you have, you know, can you help me by changing that a little bit or just avoiding that or just you know, kind of bringing that down a little bit in your emphasis because we're trying to do this, this or that, right? So again, that's positive, encouraging language, but also holding to them to the little bit of accountability, say, hey, I really need you to help me with this. And usually people are gonna wanna help and they're gonna see it in a little bit better way than saying, hey, 
I know you got this thing going on, but that ain't helping, right? Let's try to, to do it in a way that's not upsetting them, but also not just letting something run and happen week after week that's going to hurt someone's feelings or make them uncomfortable and make someone else want to leave the group or the whole group kind of just groans through that person's tendencies. So there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it in love. So anyway, those are things that we want you thinking about. Pastor Bob shared incredible things about the fact that at your leadership role, you are what we call the first line of defense for pastoring. It's not that you all have to be a pastor, but a shepherd, right? Someone that's guiding somebody is going to be someone that, that helps. And so because we can't reach everybody in our church of 250 on average, we can't reach to all those people and know what's going on. First of all, half the time they won't talk about it to us if they don't know us and or we don't have the time or the the resources to get to everybody. And so you as a small group leader are gonna be that first line of defense for pastoring that person, which is whether just communicating with them, getting to know them, kind of again, as an ambassador of, of your of your group and the church, right? So you're that first line of defense of getting to know them, communicating with them, seeing their life story. You're also gonna be that first line of defense for a tragedy that may occur, that they need prayer, encouragement, actual help with. And again, if it's something small, something you know light, you know they go to the hospital for something very small, like a small surgery, or or just they got you know they got sick and they weren't there. You're that first line, right, to reach them and encourage them, talk to them, pray with them. And then if there's something more more heavy duty, more serious, I don't know, they get a diagnosis of cancer or there's something tragic happening in their life, and you 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 pray with them, you also deal with them, but you're also gonna help pass information along to the staff. Right, whether it's me or Pastor Ben or Amber, Pastor Bob, I mean, anyone that's really a part of staff, we can then pass that information to us so that we can try to be more covering and counseling that person, encouraging that person on top of what you're doing. But we have too many people that just kind of slip through the cracks. We never even know half the things that they're dealing with. Or by the time we do find out, we've missed that opportunity to really be an encouragement to them at that moment. You're that first line of defense for when they go through a trial or a tragedy, right? Or a situation, you know, that small group also can come around that person and be the community they need in a very short, quick time frame. Again, before maybe it gets stretched out or, or reaches us. And so again, you're, that's the whole point of the group is to be there for each other. Even if it's a short eight weeks, it's being there for each other and encouraging. Also then for follow-up, right? You're that person that can kind of know what's going on in their lives and ask them, hey, how's that thing going with your thing? Or how'd your job go? Or what's going on here? You're that first line of defense just to kind of help people feel like people care about me and people know what's going on in my life. Again, we're going to have people that are, you know, doing well in life for the most part, or you'd be surprised sometimes people that you might think are okay are actually going through something pretty tough. And so you're going to be that line of defense just by following up with them and asking them how they're doing. And again, if you something arises that is something we need to help in uh, step in and help, you know, having that conversation with them, then you can follow up with us for us to help. And also, if you run into something that you're not quite sure, you can let us know, hey, this is what's going on in my group with this person or that person. And then we can give you encouragement or counseling, say, hey, this is maybe how we would think about doing that. And then great, you're not feeling like you're on your own. So again, these are the great points that Pastor Bob shared about your role as a life group leader is sort of that first line of, of contact and defense for pastoring the church. So the format of the meeting, we're not trying to overly construct this thing where you have to do all these little specific things in your small groups for us to be okay with that. 
no we we really want there's to be freedom and and fun and you guys as leaders to be led by the holy spirit and so the main general things we're thinking of the format of the meeting hopefully include these things maybe in some way having food involved whether it's light snacks whether it's you know some people want to do more depending on the time of day of the week that you do this that's going to vary, right? Some of you, you know, if you're starting at seven, you're not going to probably be having a meal because people are starting to show up later at seven. Maybe it's just light refreshments or d'oeuvres or whatever. And then again, we, Pastor Ben stressed this, we don't want this to be a financial burden on you as leaders. So again, we encourage you, you know, however you decide your groups are going to go, you know, open it up for your group to sign up to bring something, right? Or find a way that you want to have them kind of share the load with fellowship. That's a part of the commitment, right? That we're asking that person to be a part of. The light commitment is, hey, show up, pray for each other. And then it's, hey, could you contribute a little bit with the food or beverages or whatever? Whatever that looks like for your group, have an element of food would be great. Because food is awesome for the other element that we want to talk about, the next element, fellowship. We want there to be some time where it's just kind of getting to know each other, spending usually the first 30 to 45 minutes of your group time. We'll probably just be waiting for people to come in, fellowshipping with them, catching up with them, rekindling of those relationships and getting to know new people during that fellowship time. Just, hey, how you doing? Where are you guys at? You know, hey, what do you do for a living? You know, those are just general things that you do when you get to know people. Make sure that's an important part of your time. Don't be so kind of preoccupied if you're like going to lead the discussion you know, of the, you know, the questions or whatever you want to do that you're not really engaging with people before you start. Okay. Now worship is optional. That isn't a part of the format of the meeting. That may be something that you want to do, um, whether it's to playing like a little bit of worship, um, audio, or someone has a guitar and can sing, you know, we don't know. It's really not, um, that's not as, you know, kind of, you know, a thing that has to happen, but we do think obviously it's it's amazing if it does. If you don't feel awkward with worship being a part of that format of the meeting, then inc- incorporate it. And then here's another one that we thought would be great, a part of your meeting, is have a time for people to share their wins, right? What's going on in their, their lives that week that they can give God glory, that God has done something cool, or just an awesome win, right? A family win, you know, their kid, We, we someone had a funny example of, hey, my kid, you know, pooped on the potty the first time, you know, and that's a win, right, for parents. And (laughs) so you may want to bring up something like that, that, you know, ask people to share their wins for the week, you know, and I think that's just a fun way or cool way to kind of engage people. You know, we kind of toss around the the funny idea of like, you know, maybe you want to do a little kind of an icebreaker that's not too crazy uh, or too involved. You know, whether it's, hey, you know, give me like, you know, two lies and a truth about yourself, you know, or what are some, what's something that nobody knows about you, you know, that no one would know about you. Again, just conversation starters. Then you are definitely going to want to have focus on the lab, right? Focus on the Sunday message and you're breaking out the conversation. You're getting the questions going. And we talked about this last night at length, but it's not like it's super critical to get through all of your questions at all. It's really meant for facilitating relationship and conversation and yes, going deeper with God. But we're going to trust that if you run out of time and that's like you kind of cut that a little bit short because you had more time fellowshipping and getting to know each other and having fun, that's really okay. That's really great, actually, because you're doing life together. You're also going to get a little bit of some truth and some, you know, focusing a little bit on 
on the stories and the and the discussion from the the sermon but it's not absolutely critical we don't want you overly worried about your conversation did you get through everything that we send you we're going to probably give you more questions that you'll have time to get through because we just want to make sure you have enough material but hopefully conversation goes and maybe it goes in a different direction here and there within the context of those things that are going to be encouraging mutual edification all that stuff but we're not stressed about whether you made it through all the questions we provided really really remember try to do your best of leaving some room and time for prayer Again, it's a quick thing. It doesn't have to become something large. Again, it's an opportunity for someone to reach out and say, hey, I've got this going on in my life. Would you pray for this? You know, when you ask, you have to be intentional and say, even if you're, sometimes that can be a tough area to get someone to commit, uh, to open up and say, so maybe you can be thinking, hey, what are some things I want my group to help me pray with? You know, whether say, hey, I've got this going on with my family member, or this is going on at my job. Would you pray, would you guys pray for about that this week? And then hopefully people are going to jump in and share. And then without taking too much time, just kind of try to get through that prayer, answer those prayers. But, you know, someone maybe break it apart. Say, hey, would you pray for that that need right here? And then this thing that got brought up, would you pray for that? And then just spend a few minutes in prayer. Again, that will give people such a feeling of, of being loved and cared for and noticed that it's just going to go a long way. Okay. All right, cool. So that's the format of the meeting. Now, we talked about the first night preparation. When we finally start to get this kind of stuff launched, we're going to have you guys check your kind of your roster online and do your best to contact all the members that you have one week before the first meeting and welcome them to the group. Now, this time around, if they're not signing up until that Sunday, okay, we didn't bring this up last night, but if you get where you're, you're just getting a sign up from that Sunday and yours is on a Monday or Tuesday or whatever, even if you don't get to them, you know, do your best to try to just send them a quick text or email when you get their information, but it's not a big, big deal. Going forward, if you if, if anyone signs up for your group before that Sunday and you have some time, do your best to reach out to them and welcome them to the group, whether it's text, email, phone call, and then make sure that we provide them the location and the time of your group, even though that's also going to be on the website, as well as, you know, if you want them to bring uh, in general, you know, maybe just send out a general thing about the way you want to do entrees, whether they bring a, hey, we just ask everybody bring a snack or we just ask some bring, you know, napkins or beverages. Anyway, so that first night preparation will be, you know, those few weeks before we start up until that night. Okay. Now for the first meeting, the goal is this rekindle relationships and meet new members, okay? That's the goal. You're getting to connect with people you haven't connected in a while if you know them, and then meeting new people, okay? Now, the other part of that is you're gonna wanna clarify that first meeting, your group's direction, the expectations and commitments. We will provide you a commitment form. You can kinda, we talked about this at, at length last night, it's not that we're expecting you to go as hardcore as maybe some of these commitments are on the sheet, but it's important that you feel comfortable with the things you would like them to kind of commit to. It's good to have most of that stuff there for the sake of there's a little skin in the game that you're saying, hey, we're committed to you. Would you be committed to this group for the eight weeks? Again, it's only eight weeks. Briefly discuss the sermon topic. That's another goal. If there's time. It may be that because you're meeting new people, getting to know them, and you're going through the commitment form, you may not have time that first week to really dive too much into the sermon topic, okay? But if you do have time and you can move through it quickly, uh, the other areas, or you have time, 
go for it. You know, try to briefly discuss some of the sermon topic, but that first meeting is always gonna be a little bit tough to maybe go a little bit deeper into the sermon because of all the other aspects of the first meeting. But don't worry about it. Again, that's a goal, but it's not a really big, big goal. All right, and then pray at the end for the building of relationships in your group and the spiritual growth of your group. Both components are powerful. We want real relationships, genuine relationships building so that people don't feel out of place or awkward for too long. And you also want to have an intentional focus on spiritual growth together. So it's not just, you know, having a good old time every week and never really growing as spiritually. We want our people to grow. So items that you'll need to think about is whether your plans for dessert, dinner, you know, snacks, whatever, have that decided. Know that that plan, try to communicate that out there with people sooner than later. Okay, at least that night, if you kind of take care of that first night, set those dinner and dessert plans or, or whatever kind of food plans decided and then ask people to commit to those things for that group. Obviously have your beverages set up, have your life group commitment sheets that we're gonna give you guys and the name tags. And we're gonna buy a bunch of name tag packs so that you guys can fill out your name tags. Right. And it's not like you have to do that every week, all the time, but maybe that first one or two weeks, it's good to have name tags for everybody so everyone can really, really get to know names. Now, three important parts of your evening are number one, welcome, mingle and talk while you eat. You know, you're going to host your members upon arrival and remember that the first seven seconds of their arrival are really critical for new members. You wanna make a first grade impression. So, you know, definitely try to be paying attention to the brand new people and then connect with them as soon as you can when you first kind of come to your house. Number two, your first group discussion, you know, you're gonna get some questions always that are gonna be getting to know you kind of questions or, or maybe even like encouraging you to do a little silly, you know, icebreaker game that we'll provide. Again, if there's worship, and that's optional. It's a great way to connect spiritually. As long as it's not super long or super deep and kind of weirding people out, go for that if that's something that you feel is a part of you and you want to do in your group. And then reviewing that commitment is really important. Making sure you give that to them and you know tell them take it home. And then you make sure you've set up time to go over that commitment beforehand so that you know what you're looking at. And then ask them, hey, go over this when you get home, okay, this week. And then closing prayer and make sure you dedicate your semester or your quarter to God. All right, now keep in mind that your dessert conversations, right? Those moments during fellowship are just as important as your meeting discussion. So never underestimate the significance of the time after the meeting as well to just kind of have fun getting, connecting, you know, shooting the breeze and wrapping things up. Or, you know, if you notice something that happened to them spiritually or whatever, and you can have the conversation off to a side, then great. But again, don't underestimate the significance of the time after. Okay, and then make sure that commitment uh, form or that way you guys talk about your commitment to the group. Remember that so that you can set the standards for your life group. Now we're going to talk about the, the action items we shared last night. And that is, number one, pick your day and time soon. Okay, if you're with someone else in your group, another co-leader that you need to think about, then have that conversation with them. Do your best, hopefully within the next week or two, to pick your date and time because that, then we can put that out there on the website. And then on that Sunday, we'll have a way of saying, hey, this is when you meet. Know your location. Figure out your location of your life group. Okay, if it's going to be with another couple, are you guys going to take turns back and forth at your homes? Are you going to stick at one location? You know, those kinds of things try to solve soon. Make sure you give us the most current contact information. It's been a while and you know, oh, they probably have my old address. They probably have my old phone number. 
make sure you get us current contract information if possible soon. Um, again, so that we can know that and we can share that contact information, you know, just things like phone numbers, you know, probably and um, your address. Okay. Pick a communication captain. This is one that's, you know, sometimes people don't think about. There may be one of you and your couple, if you're a couple, that just naturally does better at responding quickly to someone that's reaching out and joining your group or asking a question or letting you know that I don't know if I can make it there or what's the time we were doing that again. If there's somebody that's better at communication, like that does better with the email or texting than the other, maybe that person consider being the communication captain. All right. You also don't want like all four of, say you're doing something with a, with another couple and you don't want all four of you responding to some email and then giving them different, differing answers, right? Maybe kind of find that communication captain person that's going to be better at that or likes it and let them be that person that kind of tries to respond. Be in conversation maybe with them, but let one person be that voice back. Okay, just to make things easier. Be available on Life Group Sunday. That's another action item. If you can't make it, hopefully you have a co-leader that can. And just let us know if something comes up. But we would love to have everybody there on that Sunday, September 17th, so that you can be there, have your table set up, hand out directions. Also is another action item. Well, you know, don't just we just want to just have an address. We want to also maybe hand out directions to your location if that if we can do that. And then the last action item is begin inviting people. Make sure you invite folks. Starting once we kind of launch past this week of of the mock-up and once we kind of have everything and we say go, start inviting folks to your small group, especially when you have your date and time picked up in your location. And then start inviting people that you like, that you think that might really benefit or people that God puts on your heart. Go for it. Don't wait until that Sunday. We're gonna use that Sunday as a way to get the, the, all the rosters filled. But that's not when we want to start trying to get people to come to our live groups. It's really important, Pastor Ben shared that, that you kind of own your group and say, I want to make my group filled with people. And so that's on on yourselves to do that. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty much it. The, the other thing we're going to talk about real fast is pairings. Okay. So some people are going to be doing their own small group. Some are going to be doing some jointly. Currently, we have it like this. The Balogas family is also with the Bringleson family. The C's are also with the Marciniaks. The O'Connors are with the Greniers. The Baishas on their own. The Frasers are on their own. The Christs are on their own. Denny Baish is online. The Harrisons, Jim and Deb are online. And then the Maldonados and Maines are together. Okay, so that's just sort of the breakdown we have right now. Again, if you have a different feeling about that or you want or there's somebody you identify that would love to be a co-leader that we haven't identified yet, go for it. And again, we're going to have to wait and see. This is our very first time that we've done this in this way. So we may have a, a huge response and we may need to break up some of these groups that are doubled up because we need to manage how many people are coming and we need to you know, handle it. We think that's going to be enough groups. That's why some people are paired because we think within that amount of groups that we have right now, we'll probably be able to cover the first run of this in the fall. But again, we never know. We may not have a, a huge sign up, so then we may have to kind of combine some groups together, right? Or someone just ends up saying, well, if there's not enough need, maybe I'll just, just join a group but not lead a group. And and again, please don't take that in any way other than you know it's a good season to just kind of be a part, but then we know that you're going to be a leader at other points. 
we're just trying to cover the bases and see where we go with it. Hopefully we have picked a good amount and we're going to naturally find that good sweet spot with everybody's groups with numbers and, and it's just going to go great. But we're going to be on the flex here and say, what can we do in case we do find out, oh, we got way more signed up than we kind of have room for, then we may split off uh, couples and just because we want to make sure we have a good fall launch and we don't people just get turned away just because this is the limit of our groups. Okay. So thanks so much for all taking this in. I know it's a lot. Please reach out to me. My email is pierre at ncalife.org. Of course, you could reach out to Ben um, as well. If you have any questions, Bob, all of us, just our first name. It could be Ben at ncalife.org, Bob at ncalife.org. Again, my name, or you can do office at ncalife.org and ask any questions that way, okay? And so again, thank you again so much for being willing to serve. And if you have any questions, any concerns, reach out to us sooner than later. And then we look forward to seeing you guys this Sunday at 5 p.m. at our house again. We will continue on growing and training each other and just kind of getting to hang out with each other. All right, love you guys. See you soon. Bye.